0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Indie Basketball Podcast. And we're back with another episode. We've got Joseph Terry out from the band Golfer. They've got a brand new album coming out very soon. And we're going to talk a little bit of Bucks. And he also takes his own stab at build a band. But I hope you enjoy the episode. I do want to call out that we got, we still got lots of Bon Iverson hats. Bon Iverson, Bonnie Iverson, however you want to say it. We do have some of those hats still in the shop at IndieBasketball.com. If you're on Patreon, you get a little discount on merch. So if you join Patreon, that's patreon.com slash indie basketball. But here is my conversation with Joseph.
1: hey matt
0: how you doing yo what's going on
1: not too much not too much
0: thanks again for coming on man it's uh my pleasure it's it's great talking i know that uh golfer has a new album coming out yeah uh but before we talk about that the first thing a little tip-off question i'd like to ask is i want to know what what you're listening to right now okay okay
1: so Past couple days, um, the new like McGee album came out. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. It's like MK dot G E E.
0: Okay. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen the I've seen the artist before, but I've never I haven't heard the record now.
1: It's uh it's super, super good. It's like um is it like kind of short little pop songs with like mm-hmm. really weird production, kinda of like an eighties influence. Like I think it's super, super good and he's the guitar player for like Dijon, who I like a lot. So oh, hell yeah definitely recommend checking that out that that one's really good there's a, uh
0: i feel like that band is in the same grouping as i don't know if you've ever listened to full body too oh yeah i mean i i, I know it's a couple their songs i'd have to check out a couple more for but sure they did
1: a split with like uh tag about right
0: i think so yeah
1: okay yeah yeah i listen to those tracks i like those yeah um what else let's see like um a lot of mj landerman Mm -hmm. these days that was a big one for me today a a
0: fan favorite of the podcast for sure oh hell
1: yeah well actually (laughs) that makes sense actually yeah yeah um yeah been big on that today um do you know this band called zulu they're like a hardcore band from like
0: from way way back right yeah they've been around for a while right
1: yeah 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 yeah. they uh been listening to a lot of them say they're a lot of fun nice uh let's see did you listen to the new uh eric doa album Mm-mm. okay it's like some hyper pop kind of thing he's like i don't even know if he's like over 20 but he like <laughs> makes these like really like compressed pop songs that are a lot of fun like i i try instinct.
0: with with hyper pop it depends i can't do 100 gex i just can't oh,
1: me neither <laughs> me neither it's like uh You know, to each their own or whatever. And, like, they they do a lot of things creatively, like, production-wise. But the songwriting is not for me, you know? But uh, you might like Eric D.O.A. It's a little more, like, uh, I think songwriting-wise, it makes a little bit more sense, in my opinion. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you?
0: Oh, God. Um, Well, you mentioned MJ Lenderman. I've been obsessed with that that single with Waxahachie. It's just been... Stuff yeah
1: it's so good
0: it uh, that's gonna be a huge album this year i can tell and and honestly great for mj you know for being a part of that because like he's yeah. like he's like 25 years old and it's that's crazy. gonna blow him up i feel like that out that's gonna be a huge album
1: yeah her other one was incredible i think during yeah. the pandemic um, loved it yeah i love that record
0: definitely um what uh, there's some there's some really good stuff that came out last week uh, I'm trying to to remember. Uh, Frico. I don't know if you've heard them. That that album is incredible.
1: I think I listened to. That's like the, the album covers like red. Uh huh. I listened to one of the tracks from it. It's kind of fuzzy. Like uh, he's got it, a really liked-
0: uh, like almost like a vocal fry to his voice. It's like young Conor Oberst cool. a little bit. Cool. Um, what else came out Friday that I was really liking? Um, oh, Middle Kids and Stanford uh, okay. Stanford Men. I've been really into those, but uh, I know Laura and Grace had an album that came out. I haven't listened to that yet. Okay, but yeah, there's, there's there's uh, releases are picking up right now. Yeah, and and you know, on that note, you have one coming out as well.
1: Definitely, yeah, it comes out next week.
0: Yeah, man, that's exciting, and I, I've got the chance to take a listen to it, and it's it's really good. I've been really enjoying it. Oh, thank it. you. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, it's been about almost four years since since the last album came out. Yeah, so. I want to know, like, what do you what do you feel has has is the difference between then and now? Like, what has changed within the music between then and now, and with, I guess with you even individually.
1: Yeah, so a lot really, like, because in um, I think like you know different members of the band might have a different answer to this, but for me personally, like, as someone who I didn't start golfer, like, I joined a couple years later. Okay, so it was a little like for me to start writing songs in that band. It was kind of always like. Being a little careful, tiptoeing because it's like they had their own style before, Mm -hmm. you know, and for this record for me and and Vince ended up having like doing a lot of the same thing, too. He's the other guitar player who also writes the songs. And uh, we both kind of felt like, you know, we're not going to pay any attention to what we used to sound like or what the previous things were. We're just going to write the song that we want to write right now and not really worry about like the continuity sonically of the band. So in that, like you can hear maybe in the production, like a lot of acoustic guitar, a lot of like effects that we never used before, um, like auto-tune, a lot of things mm-hmm. like that that we just wanted to like, you know, incorporate the influences that we were listening to now. So that's kind of the big shift, like songwriting wise. Cool. making make it a little bit more accessible, more production tricks, less like riff oriented.
0: Got it. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I feel like that definitely comes through a lot. I feel like, you know maybe previously you have been associated golfer has been associated as like math rock emo adjacent whereas maybe a little less mathy in this album yeah um, totally yeah and it, it, i think it definitely comes through but that doesn't mean it's like you know it all bands go through evolutions of what they sound like and i think you're just now getting to put your stamp on it a little bit yeah yeah that's exactly it cool um and I guess as when you when you joined the band, did you feel like you had to do almost like like you almost had to like impersonate to 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 fit in the band? Or did you immediately feel like you could start integrating some of your your pieces? Um. Well, when I started, I think still the first record, Dog Bless, which is that was
1: written like when I was there. Those are still almost all Vince's songs. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like the leads that I wrote yeah there is an element of like yeah making it fit with his thing and impersonation is a funny word like but kind of yeah there is an element of that where it was like okay I was replacing someone who was like a great musician and like a you know and like made his impact on the band in a certain way and I was Mm -hmm. like okay well I guess I'll kind of keep that in some ways and um, part of that is also like a personal level of comfort with the other musicians that like as we play together a lot more and like develop that relationship you kind of feel like oh we're on the same page about this and this other way and those things came about naturally
0: cool yeah yeah definitely that makes a lot of sense um i'm I'm, yeah i'm looking forward to release day i think that's going to be great um what i what i have also come to learn is that you have quite a different day job as well (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i know you know this podcast is all about you know different worlds kind of coming together do you feel that you know i guess kind of if you want to explain a little bit about what your day job is and and how those worlds feel like completely different worlds do they ever kind of overlap in any way yeah so yeah they you know they overlap
1: probably not as much as i'd like so like my my day job for a long time is like i just finished like doing um a, a phd in neuroscience so i did a lot of like research on alzheimer's disease and um yeah like being in the lab most of the time, being around scientists going to conferences mm-hmm. and stuff like that, like writing papers and analyzing data, which i I love is like really fun like yeah our the team we work with rocks like I've been really lucky like it's been fun uh yeah, it's not something <laughs> that i I meet a lot of people who like that's what they do um but it's funny too some like you know if you go to like let's say among scientists if you're hanging out with people lots of people play music right and there's yeah, all yeah. kinds of things to, to to have in common and many people play it at like different levels and stuff mm-hmm. so that's always been really cool um the it's a little less the other way around if i'm like playing a show it's more rare that i'll run into like
0: another neuroscientist science stuff about <laughs> yeah
1: though it does happen it happens sure. sometimes um but not
0: too too often Gotcha. And yeah. I, I, is it, t- is it tough balancing both those things or is it kind of fluctuate in timings? It
1: depends. Like, you know, I think everyone in golfer has, you know, a day job and, and yeah. priorities and, you know, like Vince is a family guy. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's all those elements too, that like, I think we all juggle it in a different way. Um, you know, everyone has their own day job that is, you know, may take up a lot of time or sure. guys also play in more than one band this is right. the only band that i play in so you know
0: everyone's juggling it for sure yeah and you know on on top of it you there's a a a, a third kind of niche category and that's your basketball fan which is where, which yeah. is where I to, to be you know in neuroscience in a <laughs> in a band and you're into basketball it's just like a uni- a lot of unique traits there yeah well the basketball one comes the easiest yeah it's It's just you know it's just what you like I mean so you're from Montreal correct but you're a Bucs fan yeah so like in Canada
1: we have the Raptors right Right. and um during the 2019 run I wasn't quite a basketball fan yet and I wasn't even like a sports fan in general Mm -hmm. but like the whole country was going nuts right when that was happening like The whole, like, I don't know when the last time prior to that, the Raptors had had like a run that impressive. So I remember, like, even in Montreal, which is normally there's a huge rivalry between Montreal and Toronto. And we are kind of like constantly preying on Toronto to fail in every way. (laughs) No, no, no. But when that was happening, like, they were streaming the Raptors games, like, in big fields in Montreal and everyone was watching it and, like, every bar. So I kind of got into it a little bit then, and that was a lot of fun. But uh then after that died down, I didn't follow it too much until the pandemic. Like I had some buddies just keep being like every time there's a basketball game, just come, 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 come watch it. And <laughs> I kind of got into it eventually. Like it kind of took people explaining like who the people were and the right. drama and mm-hmm. like that kind of filled it all in and like then I got super into it.
0: That is that is a huge element that you know, some people have, have followed basketball their whole lives. And some people get kind of hooked by like the celebrity kind of drama aspect of it. And, and I've liked both things, you know, I, totally. I there there is a lot of that. Um, what particularly drew you to the bucks? What drew me to the bucks was
1: uh, Giannis mostly. Mm-hmm. I he was just like so much fun to watch. Um, his story was, was pretty amazing, you know, like it's really compelling. And that was just like, of, of the teams that I were around at the time, that was just the one that excited me the most. And like, it's just like uh, it's kind of that heartwarming situation. Yeah. Also, the the small market element, like uh-huh. that's fun. You know, it's less of this like huge historic franchise. It's right. Like, it felt in a way you're like rooting for the underdog, and in a way you're totally not because they're a great team. And yeah, yeah. Have it both it, ways.
0: And it does seem like you know around the time you were kind of getting into it is when they had their run a little bit, right? Like it was right after, unfortunately. Okay, right gotcha. after. Yeah. Well, dang. Um, yeah. But you know, maybe they're prime for another.
1: You know, they're we'll always, find out. They're we'll always in I'm it. I'm not
0: super convinced right now, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so you didn't grow up kind of as a basketball person or a sports person in general.
1: No, like in here in in, uh, in Canada, like hockey's the big thing, right? Yeah. I played hockey growing up. That was always it. Um, but uh, then after like after I was a teenager, I kind of like let go of that and um. Basketball just came in a little bit later. In sure. life, yeah.
0: Do you feel like Montreal? Like, what is I guess basketball scene like in Montreal?
1: It's tough to say. Like, having not really like grown up in it or been been a part of it. Like in elementary school, I remember like all the kids in my elementary school were super into it. Like over mm-hmm. um like lunch break or recess, everyone would be playing twenty one or just trying to yeah. shoot and all that kind of stuff. So I, I guess I played at that age, but never like. In any serious capacity. Um, but uh it's totally eclipsed by by hockey. Like hockey's yeah, yeah. the thing that like on any given night, if you go to a bar, there's always a hockey game playing Uh you'd be lucky to find a place playing <laughs> like
0: uh the know, Lakers aren't just playing at a bar in Montreal. No, like... <laughs> not,
1: no. Let alone the Bucks, you know. Yeah, I mean? right.
0: You gotta get the NBA League pass to to, to catch a bar. Exactly. Up on exactly. Um do you feel, though, that, you know, when it comes to Montreal, I guess Canada in large, is do everyone gathers around the Raptors for the most part?
1: Just about. Uh, everyone I speak to who are basketball fans in Montreal or or even around Canada, they're all Raptors fans, even if they're not in Toronto. Mm-hmm. It's just that kind of pride. Like, oh, we got to root for the Raptors. That's why. Like, what do you mean you like the Bucks? Why don't yeah. you root for the Raptors and whatever? And uh you know, it's easy to turn it back at them. of What do you mean? Right. But, um, but yeah, more or less like it's pretty unanimous. Most people are are Raptors fans here.
0: Cool. Yeah. And and as far as uh, bucks go, have you been, how close have you been following this season? Pretty
1: close. It's been, it's been up and down. Yeah. You know, I I have some, who knows what's going to happen. It's been like, especially recently, kind of rocky. (laughs) Yeah. It's going into the All Star break was a little,
0: a little strange.
1: But oh man, the the loss to Memphis was like it was a little rough.
0: I think Milwaukee's had some storylines for sure. I think the yeah. whole thing with the Pacers has been very interesting. A hundred percent. Those
1: games, I mean the you know the the famous ball situation, the game ball was like a huge drama thing, right? and uh yeah people have been acting out a little bit
0: yeah cuz i mean i'm i'm a big tyrese Halliburton fan and oh me too I, I feel like yeah it's kind of hard to not be um oh yeah yeah but yeah that that whole situation was such a strange just to see them sprinting back and um i think it's interesting too cuz it you know there is a world where they play each other in the first round of the playoffs that yeah. would be some good some good basketball
1: i you know, if they weren't, what is it like four and one this season? Where <laughs> yeah. he plays one four I I would really be hoping it for it, but we'll have
0: to see. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, I'm a big Tyrese Halliburton fan too. He plays great, plays the right way, great energy, mm-hmm. like a lot of fun to watch
0: too. For sure, and I know you did, you said you didn't get to watch much of the All Star Weekend, but he was around. Halliburton was out around throughout. You know, he did the Skills Challenge, he did the three point contest, but your guy Damian Lillard won the three-point contest. That's so what we like to see. <laughs> uh, and then he also hit some ridiculous half-court shots, which just in the All-Star game for absolutely no reason. Um, I gotta check that out. Those are always yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the All-Star game is a little I I think most people are feeling that it All-Star weekend in general needs to be fixed a little bit because it's like dunk contest has been a little you know you get like one good one every four years five years yeah. and then no one is trying in the all-star game it's just like like dame Lillard didn't have court shots for no reason
1: yeah like it's not like it's kind of just like a showboat
0: situation
1: yeah and it doesn't feel like there's any stakes for anyone right so they're kind of just like
0: it's almost yeah. like it's like a sketch comedy show where like <laughs> you get little bits <laughs> happening throughout like there was a uh, Jokic and luca were just passing the ball back and forth i saw that on youtube today
1: (laughs) of like just i think they just didn't dribble the whole time right
0: like it's like people have like little bits like yeah it's so strange but yeah i question i have for you and maybe this is a tough one but if you were to fix all-star weekend what is one thing you would like to see them do okay that's a tough question i think there
1: has to be a way for like the players to care about winning the game
0: mm-hmm.
1: like having them play in a serious way because like back in the day it was like a really competitive thing right yeah. to be like all-star mvp that was a, that was a huge deal uh to beat the opponent was a really big deal so there has to be a way to like instill that edge that competitiveness i don't know whether that means like putting something financial on the line. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether I don't know what the way to do that. I mean, that's what they did with the in-season, right? That's right. I don't know if that's the answer, but there has to be some way to make it not just a a shoot around yeah. kind of bit situation, right?
0: Yeah, I mean the the financial thing is interesting cuz like it works more for the in-season cuz you got, you know, bench players who like that's a lot of money to them whereas true. if you're in the all-star game, I'm willing to pay oh, you making decent true. money
1: yeah there's no way you're gonna be you know like the amount of money you'd have to offer would be
0: nuts right yeah but you know i i did see something from hassan whiteside that he was talking about um they should make home home court advantage in the finals based on the winner of the game which is what mlb does Uh, okay people in mlb don't necessarily love it um right it's interesting i can see but you know that could bring out competitive edge but also yeah. I could see, you know, people have made arguments. Well, like, so the eighth seed who has no all-stars, if they somehow make the finals, they didn't really earn that home, home court advantage. Yeah. But you got to yeah, do something, I, right?
1: I wasn't around, you know, we're watching basketball back in the days when it was this really big competitive thing. Yeah. So I don't know what it was that motivated people then. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You'd have to find
0: it. Kobe, Kobe was on the record saying... You know, back in the day, it was it was a point of pride that to go to go at the best players in the league, yeah, and not it was like the most basically he said it was like the most competitive pickup game, yeah, that you can you can have and yeah, it was just like the the thrill of like I want to I want to be the best best of the best like it's prime to be focused on like the best of the best players playing together right now like this should be amazing not just yeah um you know chucking up half court shots or you know doing strange passes and no defense whatsoever i don't know if people don't want to get hurt i saw the
1: score was what like almost 400 points scored or something insane like that like i saw that number and i was just like oh man like
0: (laughs) i don't know it's just like you know it's you might as well just watch a practice at that point
1: yeah yeah so it also it might speak a little bit about what fans value in terms of stars because it's all offensive stars that they're getting right like right so this kind of crazy scoring situation is no one's defending, right? Because like, also yeah. no one there is taking pride in their defense
0: necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't yeah, know. It's, it's, it's a tough question. It's something to think I, about. I don't know. Yeah, th- maybe that home court advantage is, is the thing, but that's <laughs> it's something to figure out. I think as far as the you know the three point contest is clearly the showstopper in the, in that yeah. right now, and I feel like they yeah. need to move that to the end of the night because yeah, I thought the Steph or Sabrina thing was very cool to integrate that the was WNBA. Cool. Um, yeah I mean,
1: so, that was great for her She's, yeah
0: she rocked she was awesome she had just as many as all every the winner of the regular three-point contest so exactly um i i yeah i'm into the WNBA. i'm i'm hoping it grows more and i think doing stuff like this is great for both leagues i think um, so too but yeah all-star you know all-star weekend's over we're heading in this into the second half of the season how are you feeling about your bucks going into the second half
1: uh like obviously not great it's been (laughs) like uh (laughs) you know the writing's kind of the wall of there's you know some troubles going on i i do like even when they were winning games they weren't winning them in the right way you felt Mm -hmm. like when you're watching it like you would think that this duo of like damon Giannis would be so much better than it
0: is yeah
1: um so that's like I don't want to say like disappointing or whatever, but it's been a little surprising of you're like kind of waiting for that to click and it just like isn't necessarily clicking and you're kind of wondering, okay, what's the deal? It's um, it's there,
0: but it's it's you obviously can't have both players as the dominant players they were running their team doing the same thing together. Yeah. It's just a little different. But they they do play I think they just still do play well together.
1: I think so too, but I think like Maybe my expectations were unrealistic or everyone's expectations were unrealistic, but I just thought like their their skill set and the synergy would be a little more like evident than maybe it has in terms of like running pick and rolls and like, sure. so on. Maybe yeah. there's more time for that to manifest itself. I like uh I like Pat Bev on the Bucks though. That's gonna be <laughs> yeah. fun. I think he brings like kind of what they need right
0: now. I think it's funny, especially with you know, I feel like this always happens where there's a player he would talk shit to or talk shit about, and now he's on the same team with them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he, he's someone who's not afraid to talk shit or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think it's cool. You yeah. know, I think like I like the brief stint
0: on the Bulls when he was on there. You know, I think there people you go. like him when he's on the team, for sure. Yeah,
1: you know, he's the kind of guy that you want on your team and you don't want to play against, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, for so sure, I like that for them.
0: And then you know the bucks have also had some interesting stuff with their head coaching situation
1: <laughs> yeah that's the other thing it's been it's been for normally like a pretty drama free team this mm-hmm. has been a pretty drama oriented season
0: it really has yeah
1: which like you know you never want it you never want to see someone lose their job right like that's terrible mm-hmm. although he's still gonna get paid for
0: right you know it it's, didn't it's feel not. like it was fire worthy but it uh, It seems like it was a Giannis-led decision.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying. I, you know, obviously we don't know, right? We're we're not privy to everything. But uh, from what I read and heard, it's like there's, I think, like a lot of dissatisfaction within Mm -hmm. the team in the locker room that kind of led to it. And, you know, like we were saying a second ago, like they were winning, but they were winning, you know, like, by four points against the Pistons, like I mean, they should have been yeah. better than that, right? <laughs> True. And now they're worse than that. But like, <laughs> who knows if that's a
0: if that needs more time? We'll find out. Well, maybe Doc Rivers is the answer that you guys needed. I'm not, you know, I'm not sold on that. But yeah, but maybe.
1: I mean, me neither. But it's also a question of like, what were the other options, right, at that yeah. time?
0: I don't know. For a midseason, yeah. I mean. They feel like there's still time to to rein it in. You're still, yeah. You're you're pretty almost guaranteed to make the playoffs. So it's like, you know, make the decision now, get that chemistry yeah. going before playoffs start. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I mean, so we'll I, see. I, yeah, I, I, am you know I'm a Bulls fan, but I'm you know, are we gonna make the plan? Maybe, probably not. But I, you know, either way, I don't, I don't see us, I don't see us meeting in the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> how do you um how do you feel about what the Bulls are doing these days? You know, i I feel like a, a broken record sometimes, but you know, it's it's the it's purgatory. It's they're yeah. they're good. They're like so fun to watch one night, and then they're awful yeah. for a couple, and it's it's that, but like magnify it to like a season length where it's like a, or like season two season where it's like this is just a constant ebb and flow of like yeah mediocrity that will never get you anywhere it's you're we're that's, not terrible that's
1: the problem, right like that's the thing they're they're not they're not yeah. a bad team but that's the thing they're not tanking and they're not gonna set it it's tough it would yeah. be tough i'd imagine huh
0: yeah definitely and you know i talked with uh last week i had dave artley from the war on drugs and it was it was really great nice. talking because he is a I share this with him and he's a big fan of the of tanking and of there is a a love of like watching a bad team and like going to a cheap game and then like For seeing sure. them grow a little bit and I think um you know you become invested more when when you see them go through the bad and you come come back
1: Yeah, I mean it makes it makes the years when they do later play well so much more rewarding right because you're like oh i was watching these guys when they were you know really struggling and and uh it's also it sets your own expectations differently right like yeah you you know you're not going there to watch your team win you're going to see what these young guys are going to do
0: which is fun sure um a question i have is do you play any basketball not much (laughs) there's like this
1: court not too far from my apartment in the summer or I'll go at night and just mm-hmm. go shoot around and like get somebody together and just like shoot and hang out, but never played like a lot of organized uh basketball, maybe in the future.
0: Yeah. My, nice. uh,
1: my cousin's really good. And uh, I'm trying to get her to teach me a bunch and like everything, but uh yeah, we'll see. What about you?
0: Uh It's about to pick up again. I, you know, through my office, they do like a, a work league and, uh sometimes I do a random pickup game, but it hasn't it's been a little bit, so I'm I'm happy to to get back into it. But it's always been uh I've always wanted to do like an indie basketball like tournament with like it'd be so much fun. So we gotta we gotta get you in fighting shape and get you a team, a golfer team for we'll the tournament. Do it.
1: <laughs> you tell me I'll start doing my uh my shooting drills, you know. There we go. I'll set up the pylons and do some crazy <laughs> stuff.
0: Um and yeah, I mean, dude, when when you come to Chicago, whenever that is, is, let's you got to get you on a half court session.
1: I'd love that. Yeah, yeah, we'd all love that. Like we we like love Chicago and our, our band like makes a lot of sense for that city. Mm-hmm. But uh, as Canadians, like touring the States is really cost prohibitive. That's what I hear. Visas. And uh, so hopefully sooner than later but we'll yeah. we'll see when that's
0: gonna be for sure um well the one thing I, I i did bring up uh when i talked to you before is there's like a little game we do and i kind of alternate whether it's uh one or the other but for this i'd, I'd like to hear you build a band of nba players and, and see what you come up with let's see what uh what instrument they're playing what uh, cool. what's it sound like let's get the the big picture
1: cool so here's here's what i'm going with i'm going with um uh jimmy butler country band
0: okay what i'm
1: doing because he's i don't know if you know he's like a big country guy and he's gonna put out a country record like so i'm filling in the band with mda players is the plan Mm -hmm. so uh yeah we got jimmy butler lead uh lead vocals and guitar um i feel like for bass we got to get Dennis Rodman on there. <laughs> he I brings a little edge. He brings some edge, but also he's, you know, you know, you can count on him. Get you 19 rebounds uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah, I yeah. Think that's like, that's, that's still, like that. I, you know,
0: it's sometimes I'll just go on like basketball reference and I'll look up like a player and like Rodman averaging 19 rebounds a game is insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most
1: crazy number like
0: imaginable. <laughs> it's You have to double take. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the guy's a legend,
1: and also he has like, he has like lead singer energy in a way because he's mm-hmm. really out there. But he also has bassist energy. I feel like for sure. um So yeah, so I got him uh locked on the bass. I feel like for drums, I go with like Shaquille O'Neal. I think uh, Pound of the drums. Yeah,
0: he's got the power to it a little bit, but I feel like he's uh, got the
1: power to it. He's like a DJ, so he's got yeah, that rhythmic, true. you know. That's uh, That's what I'm feeling there. Um, for lead guitar, I'd bring in Chris Bosch, who <laughs> nice. uh, is a guitar player. So does I, he I gotta, actually play guitar?: Yeah, he oh, does I didn't know he that. does. Um, I don't know if he played any other instruments also, but uh, yeah, he's a guitar player.: Oh
0: nice.
1: I feel like for um what else do we need? We need like a piano player. So I get like uh that's like a little more technical, you know. So mm-hmm. maybe like um like Steph Curry or like Damon Willard or something mm-hmm. like that. And the gentle uh, touch on yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like the the gentle, <laughs> the, like the smooth touch, you know? And then I think the last thing we need is like some pedal steel. Uh-huh. And um I'd bring in Charles Barkley for that, only nice. because that would just be like kind of funny see, you Absolutely. Know? You just bring the
0: vibes. What's funny is like the the first thing I thought of when you were saying pedal steel is I'm like, man, what like Steven Adams, like, Oh, that's, that's a good call to do. I just, the, the hair, something, something it. just seeing him sit down. Like, I feel like he would just get so focused.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He could be just like, Oh, I'm going to figure this out. Maybe, you <laughs> yeah. know, kind of.
0: Right. He's like, you know, for the sake of the band, like I'll learn it. I don't <laughs> know it, but I'll learn it. That's it. If that's my role. <laughs> I'm to yeah, Totally.
1: Cool man. Yeah. I,
0: you're at This is actually not the first Jimmy Butler country band. I've I've seen I've heard this, No mean, way. it seems it does seem like a natural fit, so I get it. Yeah. Very I'm, cool. Uh,
1: I'm excited for his record. I don't know what it's going to sound <laughs> yeah. like.
0: It'll but... be very I I want to assume that um what's his name? Mason Ramsey is going to have a a feature on it. Was that that little who's, kid uh Mason Ramsey? He was that kid who did like the the he was like like literally like 12 years old doing a country song about like. Oh, is it like the Yodel Kid? Yes. Yeah. I Feel like he's going to have <laughs> well, a feature I'll get on it. him on
1: there for sure. <laughs>
0: uh that'll be interesting to hear for sure. Do you have a do you have a name? I don't know. For the band.
1: I don't know. It's it'd be <laughs> like um I feel like it has got to be Jimmy Butler and the something, you know? Right. Uh <laughs> Jimmy Butler and the Boards, Jimmy Butler and the <laughs> Something I feel like, like that.
0: Well, I feel like you know what. Aside from like the Steph kind of um, piano aspect, it's Jimmy surrounded by a bunch of bigs. Yeah, like there's something about that. It's like, yeah, it's like. I mean, that could be you know Jimmy Butler and the Bigs. <laughs> yeah, kind of know, there, That's good. That that's got country written all over it. Yeah. 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 I Jimmy, love if you're listening to This. Feel, free. feel free. to take that. Sipping coffee and playing country tunes. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. what he does. <laughs> uh cool man yeah i dig it um so yeah that's kind of kind of what i got i mean as in terms of golfer uh are you guys i know you mentioned touring tough. are you planning any sort of tour for the album when it drops
1: we have a bunch of shows in canada Mm -hmm. uh booked for now and then uh unfortunately nothing for the states for now nothing to plug like for sure we're probably just gonna um yeah release the record play some shows around here and then uh, we're recording like a bunch more singles to just keep putting music out. That's kind of like our big, what we love doing is like writing and recording.
0: For sure. So cool. lots of ends yeah. in your future. And the album is out February 23rd? 28th. 28th. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That You know, keep an eye out if you, for whoever's listening, make sure you check it out. And uh, dude, thank you for coming on and, and talking basketball. It's been great talking.
1: Hey, it was my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me
0: so that does it for another episode i want to thank joseph from golfer for coming on make sure you guys check out their new album called third wind due out february 28th i do want to take this time to note that there may be a few less uh podcast episodes happening in the next month or so as got some, some personal things going on and moving, but we'll make sure to, to keep them coming, get them back more likely towards the end of March, which is when Half Court Sessions will be picking up again. If you want to support Half Court Sessions, you can go to patreon.com slash be basketball. would really appreciate your help in getting some of those made, and uh, you get some cool perks on the way. Uh, thank you to everyone who has supported me so far. Thank you to everyone who listens to this dang podcast um that's gonna do it for this one we'll catch you next time